Hi everyone. So I'm taking this opportunity of being in quarantine slash self isolation slash social distancing to do something that I've actually wanted to do for a while,、um, which is recording podcasts. I typically do this anyway, but it's been a while since I got into it, and now I have all the time in the world to do it. What are y'all doing during this period of? Self isolation and quarantining、um, to keep yourselves occupied and not go crazy. If anyone's like me, I'm definitely an ambivert, but I think I'm realizing I'm more of an extroverted ambivert. So this period has been a little difficult for me, not being able to go to work physically and like see my colleagues or see people even just on the streets. In the mall, just things like that that I typically take for granted, but realize are kind of crucial to my makeup as a person.、Um, and it got me thinking just how God made people for community.、Um, I actually had a moment a couple of days ago. I believe it was maybe Thursday or Friday after doing the self isolation thing for the the whole week essentially.、Um, Where I started to feel like, so Lord, like, what is my purpose? I almost felt a bit purposeless, and、um, I think I'm realizing this right now as I'm talking that、um, I'm sure my purpose has a lot to do with being in community with people, interacting with people, talking to people. Because in the absence of all of that, I felt like something was definitely missing, and so yeah, it's it's an interesting way to get to know myself a little bit more, connect with. What I guess God has placed me on this earth to do, but so in light of that, though,、um, you know, other ways I've been keeping myself occupied. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, just you know, things that I typically don't get a chance to do, or don't do, I guess. With that much intentionality, now I get to do that and just educate myself on different things. I'm learning how to budget properly. I'm just keeping up with a lot of my favorite YouTubers, watching movies and videos of things that I have been meaning to watch for a while, and now I have the time to do that.、Um, yeah. So the reason that I decided to jump onto this podcast now is because.、Um, So my church actually live streamed the service today, and it really just kind of ignited something in me, and I was prompted to kind of share what I've been like, what I what I learned, but also I got remotivated to be able to just like record general things, life things,、um, but also just my devotions. I've been trying to do a lot of that. My best friend and I have been doing this read the Bible in a year plan together for some months now, and we share some really great insights with each other on that. So, I would love if we could get a lot more people involved, share some revelations, share some things that I'm learning,、um, so we could all grow together. So yeah, I'll just jump right into what I learned today.、Um, During our live stream service, and so for people who don't know, I guess I'll talk about myself at some point. But I go to an amazing church called All Nations Full Gospel Church International, A N F G C, for short. 
and we are pastored by our amazing senior pastor, Dr. Samuel Doncor and his wife, Dr. Rose Doncor. And I attend the Connect service that is pastored by the amazing Reverend Paul and his wife, Pastor Dara Doncor. So today, um, the senior pastor, Dr. Samuel Doncor, is the one that shared, and he preached from the book of Esther. Um, a powerful text that if you're familiar with the book of Esther, you'll probably know because this was kind of the premise of, I guess, the the book. And, um, you know, it, it all, I believe, kind of culminated in this passage almost. So he shared on his topic message was for such a time as this. And his key, uh, the text or the key scripture was actually from Esther 4 verse 14. I'll just read it from the New International Version. And it says, um, and he read from the second part of that verse. And it said, and who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Um, and so just for people who may not be familiar, because um, I'm hoping that this when I do put it out and have the courage to put it out, people who from all walks of life will come into contact with this and um, will be able to learn something new. So just to kind of give an overview on Esther's life, um, at least up to this point. So Esther was an orphaned girl. She was a Jew um, who was taken in by her uncle Mordecai. Uh, I hope that's how you say it. I don't know. His name is Mordecai. And so she was adopted by her uncle Mordecai. And they were in exile, actually. Um, the Jews had been exiled or were essentially like captives in basically in, in King Xerxes. I also don't know if that's how you say that. Sorry, child. Um, in Persia. So I guess the kingdom of Persia was, was large and senior pastor was actually saying that it stretched all the way from India into like Ethiopia. So covering like the Middle East, obviously, if it's stretching all the way from India, you got Southeast Asia. Um, if it's coming down to Ethiopia, that means it's also covering the whole bunch of like in North Africa as well. So this man had a large kingdom. He was, he was rich, rich. Um, and so Esther was brought up by her cousin slash uncle Mordecai and you know they're in exile in this kingdom and you know like I guess on the out outside there was nothing remarkable in terms of like their life situations and circumstances of Esther because here she is just a little orphan girl just trying to survive in these streets um and then you know if you read from chapter one of the book of Esther, you'll find out that this King Xerxes was married to a queen called Vashti. Um, and at some point, Vashti was basically deposed as the queen because she refused to come to the king's presence when he summoned her. Um, you can always read this to get more context and the actual like full backstory. But so after Queen Vashti was disposed, the king obviously now needed a new wife because, you know, Apparently kings need those. So he called for all the versions in the land. Maybe not all, but they essentially had like a beauty pageant. Let's call it what it is. So the king could pick a new wife. 
So Esther was amongst the people or the the ladies, the virgins that were taken to be a part of this pageant um, for the king to pick a new wife. And so she goes into the palace. She's given all these creams, beauty treatments, etc., etc. Um, and like one favor with the man's that was in charge of like coordinating all of these people so okay fast forward lo and behold this whole pageant thing is done and esther is wins the favor of the king and actually becomes the queen um so now you know young esther who people may have overlooked who um had nothing i guess remarkable that was pointing her to being the future queen becomes a queen now and so she is now in the palace so we fast forward um some years I would imagine, and now the Jews, there's this man called um, Haman who hates the Jews, who is of high authority and high standing. Um, he's a noble, very close to the king, but he hates Jews, and he literally wants to see all the Jews in this land like exterminated, um, extinguished, gone, done, kaput. Um, so he um, hatches this plot to um, get rid of the Jews. And so Mordecai, who is Esther's uncle, who is her adopted dad, um, finds out about this plot um, and this, I guess, conspiracy. And now, obviously, he's a Jew and his life, is, his life and the life of his people, the Jews, are at stake. So what he does is he appeals to to Esther to help the Jewish people. So initially Esther is like, yo, but like, how am I supposed to help? Um, you know, I can't go into the king's presence because the, I guess the plan that Mordecai has is for Esther to go into the king's presence and essentially like beg for the Jews lives to be spared. Right. So, um, so yeah, so now Mordecai is trying to find a way to you know help the jews like his people himself and he tells esther like you need to go into the presence of the king and to um tell him that you know this 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 can't happen this can't this plot that haman has cannot go forward so um yeah esther's like no you know this is going to be hard like if i go into the presence of the king without being summoned i could die like because the king has two scepters one which um would essentially and this is in a verse um this is in verse 11 where it says all the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that he be put to death. The only exception to this is for the king to extend the gold scepter to him and spare his life. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. So Esther had not seen the king in 30 days and she couldn't just rock up and be like, yo, what's good? What up? Save my people she couldn't do that because that's not how it worked um so someone sent word back to mordecai to tell him that this is what esther was saying and obviously she's scared like she's not trying to die like hello um and then mordecai says um like sis daughter child do you think you will be spared just because you're in the palace? Obviously, if the Jews are dying, if Mordecai dies and he is condemned by, you know, this plot that Haman has um, 
hatched, then people people know that Esther is Mordecai's adopted daughter. They know they're related. So naturally by default they would know that he is that she is a Jew as well. So she would tutus die as well cuz they're related, right? So Mordecai sends word back to Esther to say, "Do you think you will be preserved? Do you think you'll escape this?" No, of course not. You're a Jew too, so you too will die um as a result of this law that is coming um against the Jews. So when when this went back to Esther, she then um she she then says um well this is when um Mordecai says to him the verse that I read in the beginning, um Esther four verse fourteen, where he says, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. And this is a thing that Senior Pastor was saying as well, and it really stuck with me today, um, where they were saying that you know, God is going to raise up people to do what he needs to get done. He's done it throughout history, throughout the Bible. It's all people who are willing and are able and are, you know, ready and waiting for him to do what he says for them to do. Um, who He'll give them things to do. Like, never for one second think that just because you don't want to do what God told you to do, it's not going to get done. It's, he's going to do it. Come hell, come high water he is going to ensure that his purpose, his mission prevails. So Mordecai was like, you could say no, sis. You could say no, but the Lord is going to make sure like, help will come from another place. And this is so true. Um, and then he said, um, but you and your father's family will perish. Uh, and who knows, but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. And so that was the key verse. How how do you know that all of this, you know, the way that Esther was removed from the circumstances of being an orphan, just being a Jew, being overlooked in this kingdom where they didn't even belong, she, um, you know, becomes a royal, like she becomes the queen. Obviously, it wasn't just a queen, just for Nje. Nje is, I don't know how to explain Nje for people who are not Southern African, but just for bands, you know, just for, for gigs. No. Um... Yeah, he came, she came to that position for a particular purpose, and this was probably it. So then um, Esther gets this message, and then she says, Okay, go and gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She said, if I die, I die. You know, that's the boldness that the Lord wants. If you die, you die. But, you know, the Lord wouldn't do people like that, you know. But the boldness that she exhibited is what the Lord is looking for. Someone with a willing and open heart and, um, you know, that just wants to be used by the Lord. So, yeah. So, essentially, to tie this back to, um, I guess, present day life right now. Um, obviously, the biggest thing that's on everyone's minds and, um, you know... I guess plaguing a lot of people is this coronavirus and um you know there's actually a whole lot of other things in this world despite this virus that can have people um feeling <sighs> certain kinds of ways uh, you know unsafe anxious depressed fear everything you know the world is definitely there's a lot going on here um I do believe that we're living in the last days and so 
troubles and perils seem like they're coming from left, right, and center. But what differentiates us from as Christians, as believers, from people who don't know Christ is the fact that we do know Christ. And um, what Senior Pastor was saying is that we are in this world for a reason. We should stand in the gap for the world, stand in the gap for family members that don't know Christ, for our friends who don't know Christ, co-workers, colleagues, our countries, our leaders. Um, stand in the gap and get on our knees and pray. And that really challenged me because it's not enough to just be like, wow, okay, I'm going to socially isolate and I'm going to not go to work. I'm going to wash my hands. I'm going to disinfect, use hand sanitizer, all of that, Lysol wipes. That's great, but um, we have the key that the world is searching for and that is the name of jesus christ we are able to go on our knees and intercede for the world for the earth and have god listen because he said he will listen to us he has no choice but to listen to us we are his children and so yeah that really really um it really challenged me to step up my prayers it can't just be lord please keep me safe keep my family safe amen no, I have the responsibility to pray for the world. Um, we are the salt of the earth. And so that comes with responsibility to intercede for the world and to keep everyone and um, all the nations of the world in prayer so that they too, you know, can see the hand of the Lord on their lives. Um, yeah, and that is that's really something that I want to encourage us all to do. And to not be shaken, to not be moved by this virus, by anything that is happening in this world. Because it does not have a final say. Only God has the final say in in our lives and in everything we do. And if you are questioning or you don't really know who this Jesus person is. Or you're not sure, like, um, you know, what can he do for me? Or what can I, like, you know, who is this person? Um, first of all, reach out to me. Um, I would love to talk about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with you. Um, and let you know how this man has changed my life and how he can and will change yours if you let him. Um, honestly, at this point, where there's so much going on in this world, um, and again, if you reach out to me, I can explain to you um, as much as I can, why the world is so fractured in the way that it is. And it's not because of God. Um, it really breaks my heart when I hear people saying, well, if God exists, why is there so much destruction in this world? Why is there so much heartache, etc.? And yeah, I'm not going to lie. There's actually points in my life where I'm like, wow, like God, really? You're just going to let this happen to me? Or like, where are you and why aren't you doing anything? But the more I've learned and the more I'm learning about this God that I serve, the more I'm realizing that no, that is not the right approach um it's not god that is causing all of these things and like famine and death and whatever destruction that's not the god that i serve um my god is a loving god a god of peace a god of just he cares for all his creation um those who know him and those who don't so i would love to share my lord and savior jesus christ with you um yeah and I think, you know, I'm excited to keep sharing a lot more of, you know, what the Lord is placing on my heart to share and other random things. This was a very, I guess, I don't want to say mellow, but 
typically I'm a little bit more lively and I hope that we can you know go on this journey of discovering Jesus because honestly like yo you can try anything and everything in this world and but I'm convinced that the true answer true satisfaction true joy peace comes from knowing Jesus Christ and I would know because I feel like I've tried a lot of things in this world and um, it's only when I turn to Jesus or when I turn to Jesus that I found what it means to really be at peace. So even during this time, like, yeah, I'm taking extra precautions. Yeah, I'm making sure that I'm, you know, doing practical things. But at the same time, I haven't been, like, my peace has not been disturbed. I haven't been anxious. I haven't been worried or, you know questioning my safety or my family's safety safety of people i love because i know that i serve a god who's got me um who hears me when i pray who is not trying to destroy me who is not the author of confusion um so yeah i invite you to do this thing with me and um hopefully we can all find some sort of strength and inspiration um from each other yeah that's it bye